Greetings, this is Yasha Ben Israel for the Yasha Ben Israel Terry Whitfield Podcast Show. Today, I will be interviewing a guest of mine, a very good, good brother by the name of Yavin Yisrael. How you doing, Yavin Yisrael? I'm good. Shalom, shalom, Terry. I'm here, uh, chopping it up with you for a little bit. Uh, so ask me any questions you got for me. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I, I, uh, I had the privilege to being a judge, you know, at, 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 at your last debate, when you was debating the brother Jeremiah's, what's his name, Jeremiah's what? Uh, Jeremiah's, uh, Campbell or something like that. Yeah, I think is it Campbell or Symbol or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's how I, I was introduced to the brother, I got a chance to meet him on the debate, and it was a very good debate, I mean, that brother, that brother, man, hey, you, you're an articulate brother. I appreciate that, uh, Brother Terry, yeah, I just try to, you know, uh, I spend a lot of time to get organized for the debate, and make sure I articulate my words together properly, I write them down, make sure I uh, read over it, make sure it makes sense, pertaining to what the scriptures say, and, uh, you know, all the other witnesses that I brought up. Outside sources and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. Make sure it flowed properly. Yeah. Yeah, I saw the debate, and I've talked to uh, a debate. You had me and two other judges, and when I, you know, when I've talked to people who saw the debate, a lot of people felt like that you won that debate. How do you feel? What's your take on that? Yeah, I felt like I won that debate hands down because I brought out in Scripture, you know, first and foremost what the Scriptures say regarding uh, who the children of uh, Israel are. And uh, I backed it up with multiple witness, mo- multiple witnesses and outside sources that reference the Scriptures and uh, pretty much reiterate what the Scriptures are saying, uh, hands down, you know. Uh, unfortunately... Um, you know, some of the judges on the, the panel were kind of a little biased. But, you know, at the end of the day, that really don't affect nothing. That don't affect the truth from coming out. So yeah. as long as the message message comes out and, uh, you know, a, a person of Yasharov gets to be able to see it and take something from it, that's what's really important, you know? Yeah, I always tell people, man, when they're debating, you know, and you're on a camera, you don't don't focus on the judges and their decision. You focus upon the truth because there's many, many people watching you. You know, mm-hmm. there's many people watching you, and there will be many people. If you are on the side of the truth, there's going to be many people who's not going to side with those judges. Pretty much uh, how it went down in your case. You know, I was in the back chats the next day. Uh, several, several brothers that I've talked to that are intellects, that are, that are, that are excellent debaters, you know, uh, I swear you swear up and down that you won the debate. You know, I asked, uh, uh, I asked, I asked the JJ7000, the, the league's founder, what did he think? He said he think that, uh, you won the debate and, uh, you know, Mighty Hebrew, he, he gave you his insight on it yesterday. A lot of great, into Israelites, 
so, you know, the better Israelites, the, the, those of the elite, many of those guys have said you won that debate. And I agree with them. You know, I voted for you. Mm-hmm. And one, yeah. of the, one of the reasons why I want to debate, uh, uh, not debate, one of the reasons why I wanted to interview you is, is that, you know, when I saw the debate, I saw how you articulated the, um, how you, the point how, I was, yeah, the point how I was you, trying to make. Yeah, you mm-hmm. was very articulate on how you had, uh, let me figure out the best way to say this, how you had explained phenotypes, kindred, mm-hmm. skin Lineage. color, because the debate was about skin color. And the way, I, I was wondering how you were going to do that, you know. And the way I seen you do it, I was like, man, that was ingenious. You know, I thought that, I, I think you won the very first round. I think you won the whole, I think, I think the work that you put down in the first round, if you would have said nothing else, you would have won that debate. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that because I was thinking the same thing. Like, uh, the very first round, I shut it down because I proved my stance. You know, I let the audience know what he said, uh, saying that uh, the word kindred inside of the uh, chapter of Tobit, uh, chapter 4, verse 12, does not mean phenotype or skin color. And then I attacked his stance and brought out the truth that is contrary to what he's speaking out of his own mouth. And I broke it all down, uh, multiple witnesses within the scriptures and outside sources themselves that all speak uh, in accordance to what October 412 is also saying. So you know? I wonder what I didn't, it wasn't clear to me what he was trying to do because it didn't make a bunch of sense to me. You know, I, it wasn't clear to me how he didn't, get race and skin color out of kindred. Well, here's the thing. Anytime, and this is something I've kind of conjured up uh, through a thesis of mine. Anytime there's a, ba- a debate, it's, it's one thing that both sides know. That somebody's lying and somebody's telling the truth. Right. Both the debaters know who's lying and who's telling the truth. So he already knew, knows he's lying, and he knows that I know he's lying. So the thing is, he had to figure out how to come up with a way to make it seem like the word kindred inside of Tobit uh, chapter 4, verse 12, doesn't mean what it says it means. Well, and I- that's why I said it's crystal clear in what it says. So he had to, you know, he prepared for the debate just like I did, but he prepared in a way to try to... Uh, juxtapose and twist the, the meaning of certain words to make his lies believable. This is why he went to the scriptures saying, I can't judge him by appearance. That was his main talking point. Yeah. Now, it would have it seen that at the beginning of the debate, we three judges told the contestants what we were looking for. I told them clearly that I was looking for juxtapositioning. I made that clear. 
And for those who don't know what juxtaposing is, to juxtapose is to take one thing and compare it side by side to another to create a desired effect. A narrative. A desired narrative. Yeah. That's right. And and what and, 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 and what he tried to do was take marriage and kindred and he tried to juxtapose marriage or kindred with uh, a scripture that a New Testament scripture that says something to the effect of uh, that it was wrong to judge a man by his appearance. Now, to judge a man by his appearance is it uh, 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 was it did, did it did the text say appearance or physical appearance? I believe the scripture he brought up says do not judge by appearance. That was the first part of the scripture. Okay. Now, if it was don't judge by appearance, that could mean anything. That loosens exactly right. that loosens the belt. That doesn't tighten the belt. It's not specific. Yes, that's correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. So if he was to say that don't judge a person by their physical appearance, if the text said that, then maybe he would have had a, 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 a better chance, you know, but even in that case, that has nothing to do with marriage. I mean, what man, what, oh, is he trying to say that when you, if you was to pick a black woman, you judging a woman by her physical appearance? Is that's what he's saying? And it, 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 I'm trying, I would like to get him on here to, to, to ask him these questions. But when he's talking about judging on a physical appearance... What, being that men, what do he mean by that, to judge your woman, to judge your wife on physical appearance? You know, I mean, we all judge women by, on physical appearance. We like women with pretty faces, big breasts, big buttocks. You know, we, every man judge a woman on her physical appearance. You know. That's right. Well, see, here's the thing. He took, first of all, by him juxtaposing like we just uh, described he took that scripture out of context first and foremost. He wasn't even trying to use that scripture to talk about marriage. He simply used that scripture to sort of pertain to do not judge him by appearance. It's about the spirit. It's a very evangelical Christian talking point. So, but see, here's where he screwed himself. Because for him to say, I cannot judge him by appearance, and he's claiming to be an Israelite, so that means he's saying that he's a, he's also my kindred. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So what gave him, how did he come to the conclusion that he's my kindred? That's the key question here. Yeah, because I would like to think that the root word of kindred will have something to do with kind. Right, that's right. You're similar in kind. Definition, not even et- the etymology, just a basic definition of kindred. It's similar in kind. But yeah. yet, he's sitting up here, he quoted that scripture, said, Do not judge by appearance. So, therefore, he's trying to make me and the audience believe that he's my kindred, if that's the case, since he's claiming the identity of an Israelite. You know, there's an organization here in the city of Detroit. It's probably one of the oldest Israelites organizations in the city. It's an organization called Spiritual Israel and its Army, okay? 
And the idea behind that is that they know the Israelites are black, but they don't know what tribe they come from. So they claim the spirit of Israel. You see, and what, what the problem with that, with that spiritual stuff to me is that how do we know that this spirit that you're claiming is the spirit of Israel? Exactly. Israel, been, Israel, you've been separated from, from Israel at least 500 years and been separated from the man Jacob for thousands of years. How do you know that the spirit you're ascertaining is that of Israel? Exactly. This, this is one of the main reasons why the Bible says to study to show yourself approved unto the Most High and be a rightful uh, divider of the truth. Because, see, the main, many people who try to use that talking point, they skip over the fact that Israel is still a bloodline to begin with. It's kind of so like really, it's kind of like an idea for to me a a way to undermine black the blackness of the Israelites. That's right, right. It's it's a way to say the slave and the slave master are both receiving salvation. You know, it goes back and, to that Christian point that you was talking about that evangelical Christian point. You know, I remember coming up, you know, as a Christian, and whenever the color of Jesus will come up. You know, they, I, I've heard many people say, you know, Jesus ain't got no color. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, Jesus ain't got no color? That's more of a, um, a docile uh, talking point from people who have been, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The invisible man. <laughs> that's a Stockholm Syndrome talking point. That's what people who, that's what your oppressor wants you to believe, you know? That God doesn't, you know, even though they got a white painting of him, he's still an invisible man who his skin looks like water. It's very clear. And he loves everybody, even yeah. though yeah, they, 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 your oppressor still ruling over you, you know. So it's the same talking point. It's more of a, uh, and what Jeremiah is trying to do in his debate is use the good old strategy of uh, replacement uh I forgot the name where the church replaces the most honest people. Uh, see if I can find that word. Replacement theology. Yeah. Yeah. Replacement mm-hmm. That's what theology. He tried to do because wow. if you notice, he said at the beginning of the debate, uh, black people are Hamites. You Hamites are mad at me or trying to make it seem like I'm not an Israelite because I'm Mexican. But yet he called us Hamites. And see, that's the question I asked him in this debate. How did you come, if I'm not supposed to judge you by appearance, how did you come to the conclusion that black people are Hamites, especially when you're saying you're our kindred? It's all a walking contradiction. It's an oxymoron. It is, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it's an oxymoron. It's a, it's a circular, it's circular logic. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, he used non sequiturs. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. the uh, uh, the 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 whole uh, don't judge by appearance induced the positioning to the scripture and Tobit. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just ridiculous, man. It's just the context. It's, the context. Yeah. The context. He took it out of context first. Yeah, yeah. The context is not even the same. The whole. 
You know, I, I, it just bothers me, man, when you see a man, and it's very discouraging for a man to be on the side of the truth, to see a loss. Spiritual warfare. Yeah, yes. To, yes. It, it's very discouraging because, you know, myself personally, I've been through that stuff, man, and it almost makes you don't even want to be an Israelite no more. It's very vexing to the spirit. Yeah. You know, when you have, but it just makes me, you know, um, you know, it makes me just try harder, you know. But I gotta make sure that I maintain my uh, my frame, you know. Yeah, it makes. All else, it makes. Uh, I've been uh, in those. Vex me to the point. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was just saying, not let it vex me to the point where I um, lose my mental stability, you know, because. The spiritual war, not because you know when you wake up to the knowledge of the truth, you see the world for what it is. Um, you see the the wickedness and the witchcraft that's been playing on our people for so many years. Now that the veil of Stockholm syndrome has been lifted, and so, you know, it's it's not an easy thing to deal with uh, mentally sometimes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, it's 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 something, man. You know, it, myself personally, man, I've been in debates, you know, or even, I, I've even been in discussions, you know. I've even went to whole camps, you know, been invited to their meetings or what or whatnot. And I've had a chance, you know, before to air out my stance. And I've seen Israelites shun that stance that I know was a very real and true stance. And in doing that, and these people are supposed to be the chosen of God, mm -hmm. you know, and they're denying a real, real reality. It makes me, as a teacher, feel like, man, I got a long, long, long way to go. And I have a really, really, really hard job dealing with stiff necks. It's, based, it's all based on their, um, whatever personal lust they have in their heart, you know, like the scriptures say. Uh, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. All those three things there are what keeps people from, I mean, has people attacking the truth, blatant truth, you know? And it'd be your own people coming against you because, you know, coming to this truth, maybe they got some type of notoriety that they never had before. Uh, they get money, many different things, you know? They probably have access to women that they never had before because they're on YouTube and they, you know, their name is known out here in this walk, stuff like that, you know? Yeah. And did you, um, did you check out the, uh, 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 Zion Lex and Killer Priest uh, on the Killer Priest show last night? Did you see it? I, I haven't seen it yet. I was, uh, dialoguing with Mighty Hebrew, uh, yeah. all last night. And when I got done with him, it was around like 3 a.m., so I'm going to check, and then this morning, of course, I woke up and I was working, but I have plans to actually watch it, if not tonight, over the weekend. Um, I'm definitely going to check it out. Yeah, check that out. Them boys, is, them boys, is, they got something brewing over there. You know, they brewing, they got something brewing over the Kemet thing. What do you think about uh, Zion Lex as an Israelite taking on the task of learning a great deal about the Kemetic language, history, and culture. 
Do you? I'm asking that to say, like, do you think that he's spending too much time over there, trying to appease them, and and as an Israelite leader, he should just be focused upon the chosen, or do you think that it's a, it's, it's it's a good thing for him to embark upon that path? Yeah, that's a very good question. I think he should only focus on Kemet enough to know where the truth and the lies uh, separate from one another. Not necessarily to spend so much time trying to convince people who are stiff-necked and don't want to hear what he has to say. But I think it's a good thing to learn about Kemet and where its origins and where it stems from. So he can use it as a tool to combat lies that people may come with. So that could be so in, pretty much like a double-edged sword then. Mm -hmm, because I don't think he should spend his time and energy chasing down people who ain't trying to hear what he got to say. But he should learn it just to have that knowledge and understanding of where the lies and uh, truth begin and end with, with Kenneth. And I, I, and I, 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 it's funny that you said that being that you didn't see the debate. You know, uh, Zion had, he was the uh, guest on Killer Priest's show, okay? And one of Killer Priest's co-hosts, him and Zion got into it. And, and, and it reflects, you know, even though you didn't see it, it's funny how you said that. Because that is just what happened. You know, he Zion got to talking. And the co-host really didn't have no respect for him and didn't really want to hear what he had to say. And them boys was going back and forth. I think I think Zion Lex myself is a little, uh, actually heavily arrogant. I think he's very arrogant. I think that, uh, and I think he's selfish. You know, in, 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 in his dialogue, it, you know, I was talking to JJ7000 and a couple of other Israelites and the problem that they're having with Zion is not as much as his knowledge, but is, but more so his arrogance and his selfishness. You know, he hadn't been on the, um, you know, since he's been out, what Israelite has he brought up? Right. You know, what what Israelite is he interviewing or trying to let the world know about? He's, you know, when all of his dialogue, I didn't hear him mention Yahweh one time. Mm. Not one time. And it appears, though, that Zion wants to be the top dog in Israel when Yah is the top dog. That, that seat is already taken. Right, because, um, like I said, the loss of the flesh... Uh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. Pride, that, that stuff can get you caught up in this walk. See, the Father know how to put out different, I wouldn't call them traps, but I've noticed in this walk that there's all kinds of um, uh, things that the Father put in front of you to see, all kinds of tests to see if you're going to pass them. And, we ain't, and he ain't even begin to pour down his wrath yet on this place, and people are already messing up, you know? Okay. And, and the way they, they, they go about their walk. Okay. And uh, and it's just, um, you know, I, 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 I see what you're talking about. So tell me about the, the lion's den. How long have you been in the lion's den? Uh, how long have I been in the lion's den? I would say about a year, roughly. That's what's up. Uh, on and off. Uh. After 
I remember the first debate I had. It really wasn't a debate, but uh, Jose Vega of the Ancient Watchmen called called me out, and so I went into the lion's den, talking about he wanted to debate me. We had a preliminary. He ran from the debate. So, and so you and Jose that, Vega. I was ahead. You and Jose Vega actually actually was was going to square off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he didn't. And, he, and he didn't show up. He he. We had a preliminary, and then uh, during the preliminary, because I'm not I'm not really a debater. Yeah. Um. And so Jose Vega thought that because I don't debate a lot, that he was gonna get on there and embarrass me in the preliminary. Yeah. He was saying stuff like, "Oh." Yavin, you don't even know what a preliminary is, and I'm going to embarrass you, and blah, blah, blah. I said, okay. So we get on the preliminary. Yeah. And he's already trying to ask me questions and try to confound me during the preliminary. And I'm just like, well, is this something that we're supposed to be doing? I thought we were just kind of choosing a topic. And uh, that's what JJ said, and uh, Karima, I believe, said, we have free reign to talk about whatever. Uh, I said, oh, okay. So then Jose was like, yeah, cause okay, y'all, good. So. Y'all, it's like y'all sparling, I think, that y'all sparling trying to find a debate, uh, find a topic. Yeah. And so he had asked me a question uh, to try to, you know, throw me off my game. I answered it. And then I told him that, you know, you're pretty much done for it because I, you told your first lie. I already know what you told your first lie. You told your first lie in Second Edges 13, verse 44, where they crossed over the flood. You tried to juxtapose the flood and say that that's an ocean rather than the Euphrates River. So you already done. So that's when he ran from the debate because he knew that I knew that he's not going to get away with that in the debate. Now you know he was going to get shut down. You know what's, 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 what's alarming to me? What's alarming to me is that these these Mexicans mm-hmm. who had no idea of them being any type of relationship to Israel learned of this knowledge by way of the One West camps, by black people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Black people came to them, lied to them, gave them false information, and now they believe they're Israel, you know, and you not. Well, see, that's how it works. That's why the father said what he said about um, do not give your honor uh, to another. Because, now think about it now, right? Yeah. Uh, we gave them uh, ten whole tribes, I think it was, you know, silly Negroes. And gave them 10 whole tribes. They say, no, that's not enough. We want all of them. You niggas is Canaanites. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they say, <laughs> you know, they, they weren't happy with that. They say they want <coughs> But I have no you know? problem with, with, with being called a Canaanite. I believe that we are Canaanites. I believe we're Canaanites. I believe we're Israelites. I believe we're Egyptian. I believe we're Ethiopian. I believe that we uh, even even can go as far as having Indian blood in us. I'm talking about... Eastern Indian, not American Western Indian. And the reason why I state this is because I have taken a DNA test. And there's an African American black man. Me, I, I, I have taken a DNA test with several other Israelites. And many of us have had Egypt in our blood. We've had Ethiopia in our blood. 
and, and, and we also had Berbers in our blood. You know, we had many different tribes in our blood. And a lot of those tribes trace back to Israel. Some of them don't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I mean. You'll um, find a lot of Canaanite blood in us. You'll find Egyptian blood in us. You'll find Ethiopian blood in us. Mind right. you that, like me, myself, I'm a light-skinned African-American. And even in the lands of our captivities, even the uh, the people of the land of our captivities, even a lot of us are mixed with them. Myself, I'm a very light-skinned man, so it's obvious that the black, the, the white man has had some type of sexual account encounter, probably through the breeding farms of the 1800s, you know what I mean, with these African-Americans. And it, it kind of reminds me of the scriptures when the most has said that my inheritance will be like a speckled, a speckled bird. My, my inheritance is like a speckled bird. You know, when you yeah, look at the genetics in birds, and when you get them with different specks and spots and colors, that stuff is due to breeding. Right. right. That stuff is due I to mean, genetics. Right. Israel walked out of Egypt uh, part hermetic, you know? Yeah, we uh, had to mix multitudes. Mm-hmm. So the idea that ham is floating around in there, I don't doubt that. The, exactly. Even Japheth, the white man, I don't, I don't buy the Esau thing, mm-hmm. you know. But whatever you may subscribe to the white man being, he's in mm-hmm. a lot of us as African Americans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I mean, this is what the father said, third generation. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he he knows who his people are, but that don't take away from the fact that his people are still all black. Yeah, and it doesn't take mm-hmm. away from the fact that we are not his, that we are still his people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. It's just a blasphemous thing for someone who looks totally opposite of you to try to claim that they are, try to claim your inheritance and and spit on you at the same time. Yeah, you. you are, I, I, I've I've studied your style. I checked you out. I watched the video a couple times. And, you, you, you know, since you said it, you said you're not a debater, and I can kind of sense that, but you, 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 did a fi- you did a very well job. Uh, I think you're more like a lecturer, an intellectual lecturer. I can see you standing in front of a, a classroom or a podium, you know, giving a lecture in the style not of a preacher, but one like a professor or something, you know, yeah, I can see that because in a debate, you got to see a debate. You got to know how to debate because, you know, me and you had this conversation yesterday. And if you don't know how to, you can be very intellectual, like you told me. But if you don't know how to debate and know how to be on your P's and Q's in the debate, it can kind of work against you. Yeah, you could be on like, the, uh, you could be on the winning side of the debate and actually lose the damn debate. <laughs> exactly, because the enemy can use certain things against you because, see, what the enemy likes to do, the liar is skilled at um, moving the goalpost, re- deflection and projection. Um, logical fallacies. I mean, logical you, you got to have a you got to have a group of those. <laughs> yeah, 
So you have to know those debate tactics as well as bringing out the truth sometimes, you know? So. I like to say, you know, for those that are listening, you know, and those that will be listening, and for th- anybody that is a debater, when you're debating and a person is, is doing foul tactics, you know, logical fallacies, you know, juice to positioning, you know, moving the goal. Half, I mean, that's what the, the serpent did to Eve. He gave her a half truth. Yeah, Martha move. said, "Do not eat the apple." He said, "You won't surely die." Moving you know, the goal to the words of the Father. Moving the goalpost, you know, non sequiturs, red yeah, herrings, ad hominem attacks. It, when those things are done by your opponent, and you don't call them out, then it it, it can it can go undetected. And make exactly. him appear as though he was a great debater, and though he did something really, really good. Well, he did really. That's a whole bunch of cheap shots. Right. It, it's it's used as a tool for those who are biased judges to use that because if you notice, the last judge said he never touched on the talking points that I proved. He used the tactics that Jeremiah used against me as well. He said that because even though he knew I had a great presentation. He still grouped me in with Jeremiah's uh, and said that uh, we both were fumbling around and we both didn't ask enough questions. But see, he never touched on but whether or not I proved my now, stance. Now, when he said that you both were fumbling around, but it seemed though he took points from you for fumbling around but didn't take the points. Exactly. From from Jeremiah's. Exactly. It, it's like, and okay, you, you, I'm going to take this point from you and I'm going to blame you. You know, I'm going to punish exactly. you for messing around. Yep. You know, because I, I didn't right. see no punishment given to Jeremiah for messing around. And then right. the, the last opponent, you, you would, uh, when I talked to you yesterday, you informed me on something that I did not know. You know, I, I would hate to say that it was cheating going on, you know. But when you told me that this brother was from a completely different debate league, you know, and a lot of those debate leagues are anti-Lions Den, and a lot of those debate leagues are anti-Israelites. That's exactly right, and I'm, and I'm going to touch on that further. See, the thing is with Kemet and these guys who go into all this scientific type stuff, for them to agree with an Israelite in a debate, it's basically to agree that what they believe in is, is horseshit, because... Like the scriptures say, the Most High said he is the only one true God. So when you have these girls believing in other stuff other than what the Bible say, they have to attack, they attack their own people who believe in the Bible just so they can uh, keep going on in their own belief system. Shady tactics. And they will side with the heathen against you. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, And that's what tactics. I saw because he didn't address my talking points, you know? Now, the, the, the third judge, I think that everything rested on the third judge. And when I have brought something to the lion's den that when the judge judge a debate, he must explain why he made the decision that he did. Correct. Now, this brother talked about the importance of 
the Q&A. This right. judge talked about how important the Q&A was That's to the debate. He made it as though it was the most important part of the debate. Exactly. Now, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I can't remember which one of the judges said it. I think it was the third judge. Yeah, it was the third judge. And when we got to the question and answer, you gave answers. He didn't like your answers. He wanted to fight with you in your answers. The uh, Karima had to tell him that you have the right to answer any fashion that you please. Because I called him out on his his, uh, contra- his contradiction and his circle of logic by claiming I can't judge him by appearance. Well, I asked him, "Are you Mike Kendrick?" And if you if you say yes, how come you only calling me a Hamite? If you're Mike Kendrick, why you ain't calling yourself a Hamite? Yeah, how do you know I'm a Hamite? You judge exactly. me by appearance. You didn't That's take exactly no DNA right. testing. He didn't take no DNA testing. He doesn't have access to DNA results. He have no real There's no real way to tell whether you're Ham, Sham, or Japheth other than DNA. He himself has sat up there and said that Bob Marley was a Edomite or a Japhethite. Right, and we can't judge by appearance. And the only way that he can do that is by appearance. I mean, exactly. you know... I mean, see, when he said to Bob Marley, I mean, he didn't do that by appearance, my bad. He did that on well, the strength that Bob. his daddy was a white man. Right. Which, which means that a, you can't judge by appearance. You can't look at this man and tell that his daddy's a white man. Exactly. It made no sense whatsoever. Everything he talked. Because, see, here's the thing. He tried to use that against me, judging by appearance, to make it seem like I'm contradicting myself. But yet, it made him look like Whatever contradictions he threw at me, it went right back at him times ten. You know, he he also pulled the Jabari shuffle last night. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. not last night, that evening. He pulled, mm-hmm. uh, I'll be watching debate so much at night, man, I, I, I get my time mixed up. But he mm-hmm. did the, the old Jabari shuffle. And what the Jabari shuffle is, 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 is It's kind of like I can say things about you and I can hold you to a standard, but that don't apply to me. That's exactly right. He's going to sit up here and say, don't ask me about him. He said, don't ask me that. See, that's the pride of the heathen. You know, um, he asked me questions. I answered all his questions, but he couldn't answer any of mine. Yeah. Not only could he not answer them, but he said, don't you ask me that. Now, I now, find that very interesting. Yeah, he did not answer none. He did, Okay, you answered every question of his, and he wanted to fight you over your answers, and that wasn't his position. Point should have got taken from him for that. Well, he shouldn't have gained no merit for certainly. Okay? Right. And then he turns around. I mean, it's just disgusting, man. The guy takes, he, he, he turns around, man. And take your whole argument, man, and just... Yeah. And he Somebody just made it unintellectual. Judge. You know what I'm saying? He, he he made your argument sound dumb. You know, it, it's like he take what you say and filter it through him. The dumb, mm-hmm. the dumb, the dumb filter. <laughs> right. And try right. to make your, make your argument sound dumb. And, 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 but he, but his argument, which was actually dumb... 
He tried to put uh, shed light on it. See, the, the the Jabari shuffle to me is like, like what he did on the vocab Malone thing. You know, uh, vocab Malone said something to the effect that one of the Egyptian gods did something and he pulled his penis out and whacked off and and swallowed his own sperm. Then Jabari say, well. You don't know nothing about this history. You don't know nothing about this culture. You don't know nothing about this these people. So what you're reading, you're actually reading it out of context. But this is the same guy that'll come and tell you that the Israelites kill a woman because she don't have a hymen. Right. In order to right. say that, you obviously did not get the gist of the story. Exactly. You know, and, and you uh, what you're doing is accusing this man over here for doing the same things that you're doing. Basically, you like to think that your shit don't stink. But listen real closer, you'll see something really smell like boo-boo. <laughs> hey, man, when that man wrote that song, wrote them lyrics to that song, man, that was something. That was something for me. Because it gave me it gave me the ability to articulate a phenomenon that goes on. You know, people really they think they shit don't stink. They think that they can walk in shit and and and, and, and it's cool on their feet, but they talk about it on your shoes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know that's how it works. Yeah, so I, I talked to JJ. And I was telling him that I'm going to put on my think tank and I'm going to get with some other intellectuals, Israelites that is, and we're going to come up with a way to where we have solid judges. You you know what I mean? You know, maybe something like pick you a handful of Old Testament judges, New Testament judges, you know, three or four of them. You know, pick you a handful of comedic judges. Pick the guys in the league that are most qualified to judge. Because you do us no favor picking people that are not qualified to judge. You know, he the third guy, J.J. picked him because he felt that he would give a non-biased opinion, opinion because he was neither... Uh, he, he wasn't an Israelite at all, so he couldn't give a biased opinion. But when you have people that are unexperienced and outside of the know bringing judgment, then you, 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 you stand to risk a faulty judgment. I prove my point based on my presentation, especially in round one. I prove that Jeremiah's lying. And even if he doesn't know scripture, he he saw that as clear as day, the third judge. But yet he didn't even talk about it because he knew if he did, he would have to give me the vote. You know? <coughs> so Now you know you know I I got on his head last night. You know that, don't you? You talking about Jeremiah's? Yes, Doc. Oh yeah. He was being disrespectful. He yes. said, I'm yes. calling you I idiots. Got, and I got on his head, and after I was done doing my do, 
the whole damn chat shut down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. He shut down first because he could, what could he say? Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he shut down, and after he shut down, there was a domino effect. It was time to go to bed. Nothing else said. <laughs> 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 what he did was he asked me. He said, so, I'm asking you. Uh, what was that? What was the numbers to Tobit? It was Tobit what? 14? Tobit uh, chapter 4 verse 12. Chapter 4 verse 12. He asked me, uh, does that scripture relate to skin color? And I said, certainly. Mm-hmm. I said that the scripture said to marry amongst your kindred. So right. the kindred are Israelites. And Israelites right. by default are black. Mm-hmm. He had a real problem digesting that. I said, I said, hold on for a minute. Let me go back and get you something. I want you to read something. You you call yourself an Israelite, right? Right? <laughs> a Hebrew Israelite, right? I want you to read something. So I went and got the Songs of Solomon. You know, first chapter, verses 1, uh, what is it, uh, verses uh, one through five. Yeah, one five. The scripture in your King James Bible that reads, I am black but comely, O ye daughters of Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. I went to the Tanakh and I posted that original text in Hebrew. Okay? And I asked him, could he read it? He said, yeah, but yet and still he did not read it. Mm-hmm. You see? He said he could mm-hmm. read it. He said, yeah, that, and he recognized the text and said that this is Songs of Solomon, such and such. Well, anybody can just cut and paste that, put it on Google, and Google will tell you exactly what that is. Mm-hmm. The brother never did read it, because he can't read it. So yeah. I, I, I began to read it for him. And the first words, I am black, Shakora Ani, Wanawa. Benot Yisraelim. Excuse me. You there with me? I'm here. I'm listening. Yeah. Uh, I had just got a phone call. I had to uh, 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 do something with that. But, uh, yeah, no, man. No uh, and it kind of draw my attention. What, what was I at there before that? You were at Song of Solomon, uh, chapter 1. Okay, Songs of Solomon. Okay. If you read that carefully, Ani, uh, uh, Shakura Ani, Shakura Ani Wanawa, which means that I am black. Wa and Nawa, beautiful. I am black and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. You in in Hebrew and Arabic, there is no a. Okay, like to say that I am a black and beautiful daughter. Uh, I am black and beautiful of the daughters of Israel. That's basically a word for word translation of that. And the reason why I say it's a word for word translation for that is because you don't you don't in in Arabic and in Hebrew you don't use there is no a. You know what I mean? What I mean by there's no A, like I am a black and beautiful woman or a black and beautiful. You would say I am black and beautiful. 
You know, or you say, I am a black and beautiful daughter of Israel. You don't say, I am a black and beautiful daughter of Israel. You say, I am black, beautiful daughter of Israel. That's right. You see, you don't put no A in there. There is no is. There is no A. These type of... uh, Descriptions. Yeah, they they don't exist in Hebrew. So, if you was to say... Uh, I am daughter of Israel, they would take that to mean I am a daughter of Israel. Right. So that text means Shakura Ani Wa Nawa. I am a black and beautiful or I am black and beautiful of the daughters of Israel or I am a black and beautiful daughter of the Israelites. Because there's Yisraelim. Making it plural. Mm-hmm. That scripture. And he said to me that. Yeah that was the Shulamite. I say but do you know what Shudem is? Shunem. Shulam. It was a city in Israel. So exactly. this woman. This Shulamite woman. From the city in Israel. An Israelite. An Israelite city, meaning she's an Israelite, this Shudamite woman is basically telling you that she is black and beautiful and she is of the daughters of Israel. Now, it's a mistranslation in your King James text where it says, I am black, but they mistranslate wah, which is and for but. I am black, but comely, oh ye. Daughters of Israel. Well, O ye was nowhere in the Hebrew text. Mm-hmm. So, as an Israelite, I had to show this brother that it's written all throughout your text, especially in the Hebrew text, that the Israelites are black people. All throughout the Bible. All throughout the text. I'm talking about, well, there's scriptures in there to talk about how... Moses, you know, or Miriam or whatnot had caught the leprosy, hand turned white. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about scriptures that says black. My skin is black upon me and my bones are burned with heat. Look not upon me because I am black. Job 30.30. Right. You know, Lamentations, what's that, 5 and 10? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, you got several scriptures that talk about the black. What one scripture say? Our skin was black as a oven. Uh, I believe that's lamentations. Yeah, you know, another one talk about our skin was black as our visage was black as the ground. That's your face. Our visage is blacker than coal. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. I don't, you know, they're, they're, I mean, that's scripture. Now, we Somebody could go all down through history and prove that Israel was black uh, better than we could by the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All throughout history, Spanish Inquisition, I mean, that's only about us. Yeah. You know? Um, it's, just, it's just comical to me that somebody would put that much effort into going, into vigorously lie on the Bible like that, all because of their underlying hatred that they've always had for black people has manifested now that this walk is worldwide 
and black people are getting a revelation of who they are, which is the greatest people to ever walk the earth. But in, in Jeremiah's case, it's not necessarily just a case of hatred for black people. He has a hatred for his own kind. He has a hatred for the Mexicans. You know, he what he is doing is 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 taking the model of the one West in the nation of Islam because one West got that from the nation of Islam, where you know how they they tell you that they all about black people this and that, but they really not about black people. They're about their own the though the black people that kissing they butt. Right. You know, the right. black people that's listening and sucking them up. They are the black exactly. the, the the nation of Islam don't give a damn about black people as much as they care about its own followers. Not a, not at all. And the nation of Islam is more of the oppressors uh belief system that have black people in servitude. Yeah. You know? And as well as some of these Israelite camps. You know, they don't care for black people. The ISUPK don't care for black people as much as they care for the ISUPK. Right. In fact, they don't give a damn about black people. They only give a damn about black people that's in the ISUPK. And I would even go as far as saying that they don't even give a damn about them because they're exploiting them. Right. Right. Exactly right. You can never claim you care about black people holding up a 12 tribe chart. Yeah, and that's what Jeremiah is doing. You know, he... he He's bashing black people. He, uh, he's showing a hatred for black people, an underlying hatred for black people, and he showed an underlying hatred for Mexicans. He was on their dog and Mexican food and Mexican people saying that they food smell like shit. And, you know, but that's your people, though. Right. That's your culture. He hates us because he wants to be us, and he hates his people because he wants to be us. Yes. You know? Yes. Yes, he so he has it's a, just all pride. Yeah, it's it's, it's a hatred for right. yourself. Me myself as an African American Israelite, I love African Americans. I love Israel. Mm-hmm. I love them both. I love white people. I love black people. I ain't that ain't that crazy coming from the mouth of an Israelite? Not necessarily, because you know, like the father. He said, through Israel, all nations will be blessed. Jeremiah is not looking at the big picture. That's right. I'm not here to curse you. I'm here to bless you. I'm not here to vex right. you. Mm-hmm. But his pride wants to be in our seat. He wants to be in our, our seat because that's pride. That's pride manifesting. But I, don't, you know? I, know, I know that you are a New Testament adherent, so don't take this personal. But okay. to me, the Bible is a Christian book. The Quran is a Muslim book, and the Tanakh is an Israelite book. That's to me. That being stated, the Bible is a Christian book. And when Israelites adopt the Bible, a lot of them inherit a lot of the bullshit in Christianity. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, yes, I do. You know, like say for instance, the spiritual is all about the spirit. That's a very Christian thing. They 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 misunderstand that. It's about the spirit as far as you being an Israelite, waking up to who you are and receiving a ruach, not necessarily coming into the knowledge of who you are and still having that Christian church mindset of I love everybody but I'm an Israelite. I'll give you another example. Did you see? Did you see the debate between Pastor Bennett and Tazariak? 
Yes, I did. Man. Uh, I saw, okay, uh, now here you have this guy claiming to be an Israelite, debating a Christian. Mind you, Tazariak, I, I, I bet you Pastor Bennett wouldn't have done Divine Prospect the way he did Tazariak, or Mighty Hebrew, or uh, who was another one? Or Zion Lex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have done those guys like that because those guys... To a Christian, they would have automatically resorted to the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't even challenge them with New Testament material. If If they would have used New Testament material, they would have used it to show him that he didn't understand his New Testament material. It would have been an Israelite versus Christian dialogue. You understand? When you, as an Israelite, pick up a Christian book and debate a Christian... An intellectual Christian, because you're b- picking up his tools, he can destroy you with that book. And that's what happened to Cesaria. Like, say, for instance, when they get the, you can use the Bible, the Christian Bible, to attack an Israelite with the appalling letters about there's no difference between Jew and Gentile. You know, Paul said a whole bunch of that stuff. You know, Paul did a whole bunch of, 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 of uplifting the heathen or putting the heathen on an equal platform as the Israelites. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, Yeah, I can see where you're coming from with that. I, the thing is with uh, Tazariah, what I find most comical is that he's trying to debate these evangelical Christians while he has a camp full of people who look like the evangelical Christians. What do you mean, like big and fat and stuff? No, like the guy, uh, what's that other guy named? The white guy he always have sitting next to him. Uh, He claims he's Puerto Rican and he's from Ephraim, but... Man, that man from from straight up, if, if 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 he's from Puerto Rican... That man got, that man got uh, Spanish blood in him. He he's more related to a conquistador than he'll ever be to Ephraim. Right, right. And so it's foolish that Cesario would even try to talk about, you know, um, attack these white evangelical white Christians, but all in uh, camp he's got people who look just like him. So how can you? claim that these people are going into slavery. Well, you know, how they look. you know, that day is over with for the attacking of the Christians. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to tell you why. The reason why they had a long run, the, the Israelites, period, had a long run against others is because we had a doctrine that the world was not familiar with. So they were unprepared to fight. You understand what I'm trying to say? Today, you got cats like Vocab Malone who has learned their doctrine, and now they're ready. Now they're ready to fight. Right. Yeah. The only people that Vocab Malone can really attack are the camps who who push the chart, because pushing the chart by default is a contradiction. Well, the whole I'm gonna tell you the thing like this. 
claiming to be an Israelite and being a camper, when probably only maybe about 5% or 3% or maybe even less than that, I would say 2% of your whole doctrine pertains to Israel. Most of that stuff is Christian rhetoric. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Most of the, uh, yeah, because they're holding up a church trying to include other people. The second you do that, you know different from the Christian. Okay, listen to this. I U I C, a one West knockoff. Mm-hmm. What's that? What's that? Uh, Israel united in Christ. That's Christianity. Mm-hmm. What's the root word of Christ? Uh, uh, of Christian. Christ. G-O-C-C, the gathering of Christ's church. Mm-hmm. Christianity. These yeah. Israelites are pushing Christianity. Yeah, and uh, in, in my opinion, it's mainly with that chart, you know, where everybody can be uh, an Israelite. You know, it's just simply not true. Yeah. People are peculiar people. They're set apart. They're holy. I don't understand what's so hard to understand. Now, that. are you saying that that chart, uh, that chart, uh, uh emanates their Christian, their Christian rhetoric? Um. Or, or, or are I you saying that that chart emanates their false doctrine? Their false doctrine was still Christian rhetoric. It's no different from Christian rhetoric. I've it's... never seen no Christian chart black people off as Israelites. Or even no, include... No, Christians say that everybody can be saved. Or even include us. In, but that chart don't even say everybody can... It, it, it don't got the Chinese on there. It don't have the Arabs. It don't that's have the Africans. Hey, look, it don't, it don't have the Africans. Yeah, that's true. But it has more than Israel, though. That's the issue. It has more... Anything more than Israel is, in my opinion, because, you know, think about it, like, I guess, with the Christians, like these white evangelicals, they pretty much believe they are God's people, the most high's people, pretty much. Well, they, they, always talk well, they know they're not, but they believe they are through Christ, through that, right. through the Pauline letters. You understand right. what I'm saying? Mm. And, this, it, and that's what I was stating about the Pauline letters. Put the Gentile on an equal platform as the Israelites. Right, the slave and the slave master are getting the same deal. Yes. Of, of salvation, you know. Yes. And and really, the truth of the matter is, only the salvation, only the sick is in need of a physician. So, if only the sick is in need of a physician, that's with that's using that same logic, then only the slave would be in need of salvation. Right. Right. What do these people need salvation from? They came to this land and stole it and drug our people into slavery. Yeah. What do they need now watch this. Now watch this. Okay. I'm gonna show you what I mean by how the caps push a more Christian rhetoric. Okay. Now, you say that they're talking about how it, it, how the chart pretty much signify how everybody can be saved, right? Mm-hmm. Saved from what, though? Right. None of them 
slavery, like the Negro. Okay, see, the Israelites of the Old Testament, were, salvation to them was not the same thing as it was to the Christians and those who pushed New Testament rhetoric. You understand what I'm trying to say? The New Testament people are saved from sin. The Old Testament people were saved from an enemy and a national oppressor. You understand what I'm trying to say? Mm -hmm. That's two different things. Mm -hmm. So, they pushed, the, they pushed the Christian. They're not talking about being saved from your oppressor. Now they're talking about being saved from sin. Mm -hmm. You see, mm -hmm. the Christian rhetoric. The, uh, Moses Which, uh, did not save the children of Israel from Egypt. Egyptian sin. Right. He saved them from the Egyptian people. The Egyptian oppressors. Yeah, because it's a way of trying to... It's a slick way of saying... Not getting you to realize that... Uh, what's really going on with you by being oppressed. It's a way to get you to not realize that you are being oppressed. Yes. Stockholm syndrome in a way. Yeah, it's it's something it's something through the virtue it's like a distraction from what real salvation really, really is. Right. It, is it's almost like being salvation. in a Christian church. You talking about you saved from your sin, but you still being oppressed by your oppressor. You are not getting the salvation that the Israelites got. You're getting the salvation that a Christian is supposed to get. Mm -hmm. Christians, yeah, are, uh... Christians are saved from their sins. The Israelites are saved from an enemy. Again, when the when <coughs> <coughs> excuse, excuse me. <coughs> you know, I like to smoke a good one. I always smoke a good one on the podcast. But uh, when you're dealing with the oppression, man, we're not, again, I mean, the devil has tricked you to have you think that you are saved from all of your sins, but you're not saved from your oppression, which is what the Hebrew word Yasha represents. Saved from your oppressor, your oppressing. Envy not your oppressor and chose none of his ways. They were very anti-oppressor in the Old Testament. They weren't anti what you call sin. Sin becomes something loosely in the New Testament when sin was nothing more than the violation of the commandments in the Old Testament. You know, see, the whole, my whole thing is that when we adopt this New Testament and bring this thing, like the Cappers do, we bring this thing to the Israelites, we are going to inherit a lot of, you what, we wonder how a lot of Christian practices make it over into this walk with us. It's because we still reading Christian literature. We don't know how to divide between a Christian concept and an Israelite concept. Again, like example with salvation. Mm 
And when the Israelite debate a Christian, okay, that Christian can can use that book in a very very powerful way against that Israelite. Mm-hmm. If that is it's almost kind of like how I said that last night we was talking about proving the blackness of Israel. I wouldn't need the New Testament for that. Right. You see, and that's how I would attack everything. I don't need the New Testament for nothing. I'm attack right. you right here with this Old Testament. You know, things like uh, 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 devils and demons. Those things are not the same in the Old Testament as they is in the New Testament. Did you know that? Uh, astound on it a little bit for me. Okay, I'll give you an example. God told, who was it, Saul? Uh, or was it David? He told him that I'm yo 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 English Bible says that he God told them that he was going to raise up an adversary against him, and he will be his name will be Hadad, and he will be of the royal family of the Edomites. The Hebrew text says that the Most High told the prophet, that he would raise up a shaitan against him. Okay? He will raise up a shaitan against him. And he, and that shaitan would be Hadad, and he it would be of the royal line of the Edomites. Now, when you see Satan Devils, demons, and all of that. Almost in every case except for one, they were all invisible, non-corporeal beings. Right. When in the Old Testament, that man right there was the devil. Right, right. You understand what I'm trying to say? You could see him. Right. Just like the other uh, Edomite, what's his name, that killed all the Hebrew boys. Um... King, I forgot his name. Was it Nebuchadnezzar? No, he was a... He was Babylonian, so that wasn't him. Uh, Herod? Yeah, King Herod. Yeah. So, you know, King Herod would have been Shaitan to us. You understand what I'm saying? Not some invisible, non-corporeal spirit. I think the only time that I saw... The New Testament referred to that a, 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 a man as being a devil is when Christ looked Peter in the face and said, Satan, get behind me. That's the only time that Satan was personified in the New Testament. When in the Old Testament, Satan, devils, demons, all of those were personified. Right. You know, because the demons in the Old Testament were none other than the idols the lesser idols of the uh, heathen nations. You know, the little idols, the little figurines. Right. You know, uh, I would even go as far as saying totem poles and stuff like that. Those things were considered El Shade in the Old Testament, which they translated as, as demon. Okay. Now, when you get to the New Testament, now you got some invisible demons inside of pigs and shit. 
<laughs> running in the water. You did. It's, it's two totally different concepts. And you can mess around and get lost into that Christian concept with a Christian in a debate. And he's going to tear your ass out the frame. Because he didn't took you out of your Hebrew Israeliteness. You understand what I'm trying to say? Okay. I see. I see where you're coming from. Now, there's a way you can use that you that Israelite text. I mean, the New Testament. But when he start going off into these appalling letters, he gonna beat you, man. He's gonna be. He's gonna beat you because. The Pauline letters is the Bible. And if the Bible is the word of God, then those words are holy and sacred as well. Mm-hmm. And Paul's word said that there's no difference between the Jew and Gentile. Paul went as far as saying that you, know, you ain't even got to be circumcised no more. You know, Paul said all kind of contradicting things. But I can't even say they're contradicting because... If he said something in the book of Corinthians and said another thing in the book of Romans, that's not a contradiction necessarily because he's saying he's talking to two different people. So he got two different messages, right? So that wouldn't necessarily be a contradiction. But if you're telling one people that circumcision ain't important, but if you're an Israelite, then you must follow the law, you know, that's still different from what the Old Testament Israelites did because when the Gentiles came in into, the, into Israel as the stranger amongst Israel, basically converted, he had to be circumcised. Right, that's right. You know, and this is how I'm saying that if you believe the Bible is the holy word of God, that Christian can take little scriptures like that and rip you out the frame. You can't sit up there and, and nullify those scriptures if you say that Bible is the word of God. Right, right. The Pauline letters, as foul as they are, they are the word of God too because it's connected to that book. And that's where that Christian can tell you out that frame. You need to have a, a Judaic reference when you're dealing with Christians. You got to have a Judaic, a Hebrew point of res- reference when you're dealing with Christians. Because he's going to take authority as a Christian because that book is a Christian book. Mm-hmm. You're speaking like Vocab Malone, so to speak? Huh? Yeah, people like Vocab Malone. Yep. He, he does exactly that. And, and He does exactly what I'm talking about. And, and that makes him go up to them campers and just destroy them. Yeah. Yeah. He calls out theological fallacies. Yes. I think that's why he tried to... That's his main talking them. point when he attacked the campers. You know, and he, he stands on Christ. The campers believe in Christ, he stands on Christ. And in Christ you are a new creature... You know, there's no Jew or Gentile, male or female, this, that, this, that, and Christ Jesus. See, you got you if you believe in the Bible, you have to acknowledge that, bro. Mm-hmm. But only pertaining to Israel, my understanding. 
Huh? Only pertaining to Israel, from my understanding, right? Uh, I I I kind of don't understand. Uh, can you kind of like re re ask that and be more clear? Oh, I mean, just kind of like uh, the Messiah was only sent to Israel. Uh, I guess Jew and Gentile, mainly uh, Israelites who are in a Gentile Hellenized state of mind, I guess, so to speak. Well, I, actually, you brought up a whole nother issue. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. That's another issue. You know, but, uh, yeah, that's a whole nother issue right there. You know, it, it's kind of close, but it's a little different issue, and it can be raised by the Gentile. You understand what I'm saying? I see. You know, uh, uh, that that Bible, especially the Pauline letters, was written in such a fashion to make the Gentiles on the same uh, plateau as the Israel. And on the same level as, as yeah, the Moses people. Yes. They, they, and, and even... Gives them the right to usurp Israel. Yeah, I see. I see uh, where you're coming from. That's and 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 Jeremiah's. That's what Jeremiah is doing. He's doing that because that Bible gave him the right to do it. Mm, yeah, he tried to. He got still got chopped up. But yeah, he's. <laughs> <laughs> He still got no, but what I'm saying is, and not limited to you in his debate, but that's right, right, his right. whole M.O. You understand right. what I'm saying? He's trying to usurp Israel. Yes, he is. And trying to say Israel. And he's Israel using the Bible Israel. to do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw the BS though. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's one of the uh, one of my pet peeves with debating with Christians. Even if you are a New Testament believer, I would advise Israelites to have a more Hebrew approach. Right. You know, when dealing with the Christian. You know, but even in that, you're going to get to a point in there where if you don't know stuff like the history of the New Testament, like things, what was going on in the land at that time, uh, the Greek language and things like that, you could get a Christian to really, really chop you up, man. <laughs> yeah, I've heard, I've heard. Yeah. You know, I'm going to dive more into the history about that. Yeah, you can get a Christian to chop you up. You know, you can sit up there and say, oh, I don't go to church no more. And then a Christian can sit up there and say, did not Jesus make Peter the head of the church? Didn't it, did not, yeah, all those, all did, did not Peter, was not Peter the rock of the church? Right. If Peter was the rock of the church, why you're not going to church? The only way you can fight that is to go back and show them how the word churches is misleading and a mistranslation. 
Right. You see, you're going to have to really, really intellectualize yourself in a, in a way that the black Israelite movement have not trained the Israelites. I believe that wholeheartedly, yeah. When you dealing with some, the Christians. There's some wicked demons out here, serpents, trying to usurp the most honest people. Yes. And I'm, that's something that's just, I, I'm not going for, you know? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, but that being it, man, you know, hey, I'm glad you came through, you stopped through, you know, I'm going to post this on uh, the, my, on the Anchor, my Anchor. Okay, definitely, yeah, send me Anchor. a link to Yeah, it's going to be on Anchor, it could be on uh, Apple, Okay. Uh, Google, okay. It's, it's, okay. A couple, it's a couple uh, podcast platforms that it's going to be be on i'm gonna send you the link and you'll be able to see you know all of the platforms that is on and then i'm going to do a little editing and then i'm going to set it up for youtube and then one show yeah one show put yeah, in the I'm mailbox <clears throat> in the I'm envelope signed sealed and delivered mm-hmm. I, I appreciate that Terry. it was a good download oh yeah oh yeah man hey i appreciate you coming out don't be discouraged, yeah. my brother. Do oh, know that information I brought up. Uh, I wasn't discouraged at all because he looked like a complete fool trying to debate against that. <laughs> so it was, it was great that the information got up. I know. I was like, man, what is he doing? And he was right. flexing all in the camera and talking all hip and shit. You know, I was like, man. Right. I mean, my man yeah, really. Stuff made sense. My man really think he getting down over there. <laughs> right, he, he had no second witness to any scripture he brought out. Nothing. Yeah, you know, it was, it was all over the place. It was he he was he what he was trying to do was create a conundrum for you. Exactly right. You know what I'm saying? Why he skate on thin ice? You see what I'm saying? Exactly. With with with, with the skates. You know why he glide on skin thin ice. He wanted to create a conundrum for you. You know what I'm saying? And truth just does not work like that. Truth works like this this damn not walkway. It works like this walkway and this door. If I walk through it, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get to the other side of it. You know, That's if you right. walk through it, you're gonna get to the other side of it. Right. It, truth it, works like a stack of Legos. You stack yeah. one Lego, stack the other one. Because truth has to be built on the foundation. Yeah, truth. He just had a whole bunch of discombobulated scriptures and trying to twit, uh, stitch them together and, you know, just to try to lie on the truth. But the foundation can never be shaken. Yeah, truth is not, like like I say, walking through that door. Uh, it, it's easy for you to walk through the door, but when I go through there, all of a sudden it just becomes this, this, this daunting task. <laughs> you yeah, know. Exactly. You know, the sun shines on the just and the unjust alike, but uh, 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 but when I go outside, it all it automatically starts raining, but the sun shines on you. You know, this the type of games that these people want to play, you know, in debates, you know. Right, uh, And that's why I say, man, you know, hey, man, just stay strong, stay encouraged. I think you did an excellent job. I think you're an excellent brother. You know, I really, really appreciate you blessing my platform this evening. 
no problem. Thanks for having me on. You know, you brought a whole new dimension to the uh, to the Terry Whitfield Yasha Business Real Show. Yeah, and, I appreciate that. And you were the first to set it off. There will be others coming in the line of ascension after you, and you were the very first interviewer. Oh, okay. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yes. Now, I've had other people on the show, you know, with me, and they just calling in and stuff, but you were the first interviewer. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm definitely uh, something I won't forget. I appreciate oh, you yeah. having me on once again. And and, and and the show obviously was, was led by the most high because I had another agenda. I wanted to get on here and go goddamn ham. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I wanted to be nasty. I wanted to be nasty and send it right to the lion's den and be like, shove it in your face. You right. know, but the most high didn't lead us down that path. And I think uh, he that, know what he's doing. Yeah, and I think it it, it 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 would be more acceptable this way. I do too. You know, so, hey, man, that's why I say, man, you blessed me. You brought, you know, I'm a little rough around the edges, Doc. Oh, that's no problem. Yeah, no you problem. know, and you brought a whole new dynamic here, and I thank you for that, bro. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, thanks for having me, and, uh, you know, we learn, we learn every day in this world. We're growing every day. We never stop, so. Oh, yeah. You know. So, that being that, I'm going to conclude this segment of the Terry Whitfield Yasha Business Real podcast show awesome that, yeah that being right. that would you like to have any final words before we close out oh um you know and let, you know, let the people know what you're doing if you, if you need me for anything just hit me up you know I'll be around I'll see you in the chats lines day Willie bullet F-O-P-E you know etc oh yeah hey and feel free to come back man anytime you please man you know if you wanna Definitely. if you wanna have a discussion or you wanna you wanna Come over here and bless bless the uh the Terry Whitfield show again. Hey man, you're more than welcome, Doc. You know, I appreciate awesome. you. Hey, hey, I appreciate you. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate you as well. Yes. I appreciate it, Terry. Yes. And that being that, we're gonna close up close All up right. and sign on out of here. This is Yasha Ben Israel for the Yasha Ben Israel Terry Whitfield show. Special thanks to my special guests. Yeah, this is Brother Yavin. I'll be around. Yeah, Brother Yavin, you swear. Uh, bully, bully. So, uh, uh, would you like said, to tell, before we close out again, would you like to tell them what you're doing or you got any projects or anything you got on the flow, you know, that you that, that, that you want the people to know about? Um, currently, I'm just studying to show myself approved. Um, I'm checking out an awesome documentary that my brother Uriah sent me. It's called... Uh, Reclaiming the Throne. It's on Vimeo. It's a seven-hour documentary. If anybody heard about it, I, uh, I encourage you to go and check it out. Uh, it's an awesome documentary. Seven hours long. Talks about a lot of different things. If you so, have a link, you can send it. You can send it to me. You know, off on Facebook that. or Messenger. Mm-hmm. I, I like to check that out. Seven hours, man. That sounds like uh, coming from uh, coming from uh, a brother Uzziah. That sounds like that's going to be packed with information. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The yeah. brother Uriah was who told me about it, but it's made by another brother. Oh, it's, it's brother Uriah. Yeah, Uriah told me about the documentary, but it's it's made by a brother called uh, Binyan Israel. I think that's his name. Okay. Uh, yeah. 
but uh, I'm going to shoot you the link. All right. All right, Doc. Let us sign on out of here and close on out. You know, when them Israelites get to talking, man, we'll be on here. If, 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 we, don't, if we don't stop it, we'll be on here another two, three hours, Doc. <laughs> get oh, yeah. on out of here. <laughs> All that, right, Terry, you stay that, blessed. Most I bless, and I'll talk to you soon. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for showing up, Doc. All right, no problem. Yeah. Right, shalom. Shalom.